1: Twelve hands in a row, Duke. you son of a bitch, nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the Big Silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie, old alpha, Delta yeah, Dukes, dig it! There, but for the grace of God, do it. with me. Where the nickel-sized hell, and a damn it
0: can win. We rode over New York Never let us back in We blew
1: out the lights Kicked the windows in And when the
0: law showed up Said they're gonna have to take us in <laughs> That's I'm my music And terrified of my friends They all run and take cover A big storm's coming in Better lock up your liquor to keep the women mean Better find you a basement Worst storm you ever seen Where the nickel-sized hail And the damaging winds We rolled over Fairfax You never let us back in Thank you What do you think, Tor? That was legit Voice blessed by the angels Come down, angels, and take your voice back That's what I would say that's what the Red Peyton, he wrote a song about that, didn't he? Welcome, everybody, to the Chat Duke Show. Thank you to all you takers out there for listening to the free episodes. Perhaps you would consider subscribing to the full load, taking our full load on ChatDukeShow.com. We'd love to have you. We got a fucking, man, did we have a full week of shows. We did two bonus shows again. I think that's back-to-back weeks. Actually, we did three bonus shows a week before. Two bonus shows this past week. We had five shows in the hopper by Wednesday. So if you're looking for content, cancel Hulu, cancel Netflix, cancel HBO Max, cancel Sirius, cancel it all. And sign up for the Chad Duke Show, ChadDukeShow.com. I'm your host with the most big shoot on the internet screaming into a computer the way everybody does now. It's very, very sad. Happy to be here with you. Thank you for checking us out. And, of course, I'm joined by my executive producer. Uh, His name is Gigantor, but, of course, he's known in the streets. Has six seconds of gold, and also known as the Cold Soldier. Well, you had a big week this week, Gigantor.
1: Very big week. And then actually the last, I believe all of May, every week we had two bonus episodes. Did we really? So we filled up about a week and a half full of God just damn. bonus.
0: Well, I think it was Josh Stroke, our buddy, messaged me and he said, uh, we've already done more uh, shows than Bode, Big O and Dukes and The Rodcast would have done in a year combined. So uh, if you're worrying about entertainment value for your buck, unless you're uh, TOR's bro-dog friends, I think it definitely it's worth signing up. Also, if you sign up for this week, we're not going to put it on this episode where it's out to the public, but you get to hear audio of TOR taking a giant shit and then me laughing for, I think, 12 minutes straight. <laughs> that was on Monday's episode. Uh, and it was so successful, and the audience responded so positively to it that now we're going to have a spinoff show called The Shit Show, and I'm very excited for that. And, I'm Tor, I know you are, too.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. It's just it's so.
0: Tor's dad apparently took him aside and warned him that he shouldn't be shitting into his phone and playing it on a radio show or a podcast or whatever this is.
1: He's a real man, you know, he does real man things. Chases and, snakes around, and throws I mean, frogs at people. And look at me, I'm his son and I just, just played it for I don't know how many you know, it's
0: Is he get mad at the way you dress, like you dress like a thirteen year old? He makes fun of me the same way that you do. <laughs> hey, you like what you like. And you don't see me making fun of you for shitting into your phone. I think that's the high quality um, entertainment. Yeah, that's okay. That's premium entertainment. We're not gonna <laughs> give that away. Oh boy, I thought he was giving it away, the Washington Wizards. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are there chanting, the fans are chanting, we want Philly. Do you? <laughs> Do you want Philadelphia? By the way, I already saw, I think Chase Hughes wrote an article. He's like, well, even if the Wizards don't prevail, this will be a good learning experience. I'm like, oh, good. You're two games into the series and you're already making with those pieces. Oh boy, it's that time of the year. I, I miss a lot about being on the radio. I don't miss this time of the year where the Wizards and the Capitals are summarily uh, escorted out of the postseason and then you just have to get ready for the summer doldrums. Lots of football news this week. If you did like my sports show, we got to a lot of the big football stories there and Roger stuff, the Julio Jones stuff, um, some of the offseason uh, rumors and innuendos so that was included today. Uh, you're going to hear a veritable horn of plenty, a menagerie of different topicality, including I did a radio hit on um, on my buddy Sam Walker's radio show last Friday, and that apparently was the, uh, the last nail in the coffin for that particular radio station. So if you like inside baseball discussion, we have that, uh, as I apparently have buried another radio station. Um, what else, Tor? What else do we have on the docket for this week? Uh, we learned that the oceans keep on getting scarier. Oh, that's right. Big UFO news. If you guys are into that stuff, uh, there apparently are uh, uh, unidentified submerged objects, USOs, underneath the water that are moving at 100 knots an hour. Of course, nobody's talking about it. It's unbelievable. Tor, you're even more scared of those things than the other ones flapping around, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if if they're... Not, what am I in the sky? I'm in the ocean all the time. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, you're 17 feet tall. I mean, you're you're in the ocean all the time, really?
1: I mean, I try to get in the water as much as I can. We're
0: going to be spending some ocean time together, me and you, in just a couple of weeks. We're going to be doing some shows live from the Outer Banks. I know people like when we go on location. So there's that. And then um, what was the last segment? I forgot.
1: There's There was a... Uh,
0: oh, God, Jesus. I remember now. <laughs> it's a Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah. So this week we did Sword Show 3. And
0: if people don't know what Sword Show 3 is, it's exactly what it sounds like.
1: It's probably the most fun I've ever had doing the show. I think it's my favorite episode to date.
0: Well, you get to beat up people with swords and then uh, cut things in half with swords. That's pretty much what you do for 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, uh, it was two hours of, of just swords, and then there was a fight that broke out, a, a grudge match <laughs> between Joe and Ant-Man, and... Um, Got a little weird. It got
0: weird. Somehow then there's a gif. If you'd like to see a visual representation of this segment that you're about to listen to, go to Facebook.com slash Chad Show and there's a GIF there and you can, it's also on our Instagram page at Chad Show. And uh I'll just describe it as think if if Little John was not only fighting Robin Hood, he was also fighting Will Scarlet and Friar Tuck at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like as Gigantor threw down his inflatable sword, picked up a bozo weeble wobble, and just started bow staffing with three different individuals at the same time.
1: Well, yeah. After I lost, I kind of tossed my sword aside, and I guess it grazed Joe, and I think that's where the whole thing started.
0: Because they, they, then everyone turned on you.
1: Yeah. They all turned on me because nobody likes the bouncer. Everyone wants to start fighting That's this, right. And they wanted to... You know that was a perfect representation of big hit you. That's exactly big what it was. hit you. Yes. What, what is big hit you? That was me and my friends' game with uh, we like fifteen to seventeen years old, where you would just sneak each other, trying to hit each other to the ground and just basically hurt each other. And that was kind of the how. I the imagine
0: re- you're pretty good at that game.
1: Well, it, some um, sometimes, but when it becomes a, a three on one or a seven on one in instances, uh, then. It's not easy for me.
0: <laughs> oh, I agree. And generally when you're your size, too. But you're right about a bouncer. Like, a bouncer weighs into three people fighting. It becomes then all three people, all those three people fighting the bouncer. <laughs> it's like a unified front.
1: <laughs> you see, I was, I was lucky when I bounced to Rhode Island. Uh, I was the bullpen guy. Okay. So whenever. You come
0: he, in after the guy was already knocked down and you just need to kick him a little bit.
1: No, no. It would be, uh, there's some drunken jackass that's like, oh, let me, in. He, you know, he's 20 or, you know, he's just way too drunk. And then he starts trying to get in the other bouncers faces and these guys these guys are like veterans and they're like but like 20 year like but about 26 27 years old but they're not as big as me you know they're just normal looking dudes so they just turn around and they give me like the the, the two finger come on right in. Uh, and then I just walk over, and the the, the jackass be, oh, you bringing this guy in now? And I'm like, <laughs> I just could not even say where. I just be like, because I'm 20 at the bar, I'm not even supposed to be back. I know,
0: but generally, if you bring <laughs> the big meathead over, it probably is going to defuse a lot of potential conflict without actually having to throw a punch. I would assume.
1: Well, the worst conflict I couldn't defuse was there was a, a drunken 40 year old lady at the bar. Oh, nice. Crying. Uh, talking about how it's a mistake to get married and do all this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, well, college bar? It's it just a bar bar. Okay. It, 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 for all walks. And then um, her husband's sitting right next to her. Oh, no. And it was in my section, and I'm talking to her, like, hey, can, can we move you out of here? She's like, no. Oh, I'm like,
0: well, you got to uh, get her out of there.
1: And then, but luckily, I had a, a female uh, manager who was able to. Uh, calm down the situation you just slide hammer. a box
0: of franzia across the floor and out the front door and i guarantee you she'll go right after it yeah uh,
1: most of the the ladies that i had like walk out of there they're a little older you know they're, they're a little nice to me they're sure like, oh, no, oh they're you. trying
0: to get yeah. some dirt
1: oh, thank trying you. to get some <laughs> of that dirt <laughs> they're giving me that but well, this lady was not having it she's telling me shut up don't make the mistakes i did i'm like lady i'm i'm making six dollars an hour yeah. here. <laughs> do you wear rubber <laughs> no, I didn't know there was lamb Lambskin no... or latex no interaction with her. Be
0: careful; she might poke a hole in it. She might be looking at lock down young <laughs> nubile gigantor. Oh, I want a new kid that's got haunches like a minotaur. I want a kid that's.
1: Built like I getting th- shit now? I want a <laughs> kid this that's coming from built
0: like that weeble wobble that you were swinging around during the sword show. <laughs> I don't know. It always gets back to that. You know what I think it is though, Tor. Too. Yeah. When I was growing up, and my dad would go out drinking, it was like looked down upon like it i feel like alcoholism now there is no social stigma about alcoholism at all anymore and it's why i keep going back to this You keep seeing so many parents taking their kids with them to drink all day at the brewery, letting them run around like assholes, and then getting in their cars and drunk driving home. I think it's why every movie theater's got booze in it now. Grocery stores all have booze in them now. It used to be something you kind of wanted to, oh, you know, it's the bar crowd late at night, you know people that are kind of hiding and keeping this in secrecy i just feel like there's absolutely no hang up about people drinking all getting fucked up all the time now in society
1: i think it's because frats got more fun with the millennial generation you think it's
0: get. all back to frats i
1: think it goes back to people not wanting to give up their college binge drinking type deals because i think that's why
0: barstool so big
1: it was too much fun too much fun it it Before the sororities and the the fraternities in like the 67, they're raging, but a little different type of rage.
0: I don't ever remember frat culture, by the way, extending to people into their mid thirties, you know, and that's, that's, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I just know that it's a thing. Like, I feel like my brother's gotta be, he's gotta be almost 40 if he isn't 40 and all of his friends, they still wear the rope hats and like the boat shoes and they all just fucking like, they all kind of just act as if. And he was in a big frat when he was in... But I don't know, man. That doesn't account for moms like fucking sitting there and hammering IPAs at like 2 o'clock on a Saturday with their kids. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. And look, I love alcohol. And I love day drinking. And I love drinking during the week. And I like drinking out. Is there anything better? No. What's better than day drinking outside when you're not supposed to be? I can't think of anything more fun.
1: It's that. And then if you have that bubble and with the the the, when you're working kind of in the in our sphere it's not a traditional schedule most of the time it's not nine to five get off go to the gym or do whatever it's you're looking for bubbles where you can do stuff and when you have one of those and you could just day drink you're like i got today i got the night off
0: i I used i used to love having off hour jobs like if i could work i worked at home depot i would work like uh like three to ten you know and so then you'd get off you can get hammered until four o'clock in the morning and then you sleep till noon like anything that would take me off the beaten path of doing what all the normies do i used to really enjoy that and i think it's because of what you're talking about
1: see that's a lot of fun it, it is a lot of fun uh, but when you have all of my uh, friends have nine to fives or, oh or sure eventually
0: like, you're just feeling left out and alienated exactly
1: it's yeah. like okay hey you coming Are you meeting us i'm like what do you mean? I get off in, in, in you know, I, I get off at six. I just what? remember
0: for a decade, people being like, "What are you doing for Easter? What are you doing for New Year's? What are you doing for Christmas?" I'm like, well, I'm working. Right. Of course, I'm working because everyone else is going to have off, so I need to run the fucking board for the bald truth or whatever bullshit, you know, sporting news radio that I'm going to run at WJFK. So <laughs> that's another thing. Is like that's fun for a couple of years. But eventually, like four or five years in, it just starts getting sad. And you're like, am I going to just be alone all the time moving forward?
1: It's I'll be uh, on the 4th of July from 6 p.m. to oh, 2 a.m. Oh,
0: dude, fuck that. I'll
1: be alone in my building. Just working. Uh,
0: here's the only thing that's good about that is I guarantee there's lots of sodas and I guarantee there's lots of air conditioning. And that would be oh, yeah. pretty nice because the 4th of July is a sweaty one because you're outside. It doesn't matter how hot it is. It doesn't matter what the weather is. You're outside all day right and you ain't going and by the way if you're coming over to my house to swim on the 4th of July you're not allowed in the house so if you need to shit you're do, you you got to drive to the Harris Teeter, and if you need to piss you're doing it behind the bush mm. want to make sure everybody knows that moving gotcha. forward <laughs> want to make sure everybody knows about Joe Azer Absolutely love this man. He is incredibly supportive of this show. If you are buying or selling a house, either way, he knows Northern Virginia. He's been in the business for 15 years, and he's going to help whoever, whatever you're trying to do, buying or selling, achieve whatever specific goals you have. Look, guys, we know this is a seller's market. We know it is red hot right now, but... He can still find your house if you're buying. He can make sure you don't get ripped off. He can make things stress-free. If there's something wrong with the house, it's like, hey, we, we can't have an inspection. We just got to go right now. We got multiple bits. Look, he's got the contractors. He's got the lenders. He's got home inspectors ready on two hours notice. He's good to go. And if you mention the Chad Duke show and you buy with Joe Azer, you're going to get a two-year home warranty at zero cost to you, the buyer. You're not going to find a deal like that anywhere else. Joe's the man. Call him up, 571-989-AZER. That's the phone number, 571-989-2937. Remember to tell him shoot sent you because you get that home warranty, or if you're selling, he'll sell your house with a flat fee of 1% commission at closing and cover the cost of the seller's home warranty as well. It's a crazy market right now. Make sure you got the best in the business. Joe Azer, 571-989-2937. Love that man. He is absolutely a mensch. All right, Gigantor, let's get after it. Uh, Aliens, I love them. You love them. Apparently, they're not just in the sky. They're also below the waves, and we break down the latest this week, right here on The Chad Duke Show.
1: Make sure you sign up for the Chad Duke Show mailing list on ChadDukeShow.com. Be the first to know what's happening on the program, and maybe even win a prize or two. We promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes. Well, We promise we'll truly make an effort not to.
0: So I asked you to pull some audio. um, And this is audio from a guy named Tom Rogan, who writes and uh, works for the the Washington Examiner here locally. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about UFOs and um, unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs, on this show. We try to be pragmatic about it. Uh, I try not to be... um, you know, hysterical or foment any type of agenda. I simply am glad the conversation is happening in a more meaningful way that we have things that we can't explain what they are uh, coming in and out of our airspace. Now, before we play this audio, I wanted to set this up. Uh, Again, I encourage all of you to go listen in its entirety to the interview with Commander David Fravor, the Navy pilot, um, who uh, it was the, the guy that encountered the Tic Tac, the Tic Tac UFO, the one that was moving around. And then actually during the account, he said he saw it descend into the um, down to the surface where there was a gigantic object shimmering beneath the surface. I'm paraphrasing, but it looked like it was the, the Tic Tac UAPs were docking with this thing uh, and it disappeared as they approached. He also told a couple of stories of um, people that he knew in the Navy while they were lowering this uh, submersible to go into the water and uh, a big object rose up to the surface, sucked the thing down, and disappeared, Uh, and they never found the equipment ever again. And you say, well, Dukes, what does this mean? And there's going to be a bunch of abyss jokes. I get it. But something I've always said is that we spend endless times talking about UAPs because we have way more pilots. We have more people doing that. It's more glamorous. It is clear if you listen to David Fravor and you listen to all the people that have said similar things that they're seeing just as much beneath the ocean as they are in the sky and i actually was sent this post about seven thousand times it was actually on barstool of all places barstool chicks that's where it was um and i i admire what barstools built but i don't usually consume a lot of their products so like i don't know if that gives them more credibility or less credibility i don't know um i just know that this was a story that they were covering, and they included this audio from. It's from Fox News. I don't care if you like Fox News or not. I'm not talking about anything political. It's just where this audio comes from, just to give it proper credit. This is a guy named Tom Rogan from the Washington Examiner, who is discussing the um, the, 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 the fucking footage that we just had. Uh, I don't know if it's declassified. I don't know. Exposed. Jeremy Corbell is the guy that put this out there, um, where we saw this spherical-shaped UFO That was filmed by the information center on the uss omaha in july on 2019 right off of san diego and the fucking thing you can watch the video it descends down into the ocean and disappears looking like it's ditching into the ocean but no craft no debris no nothing is ever recovered so this is in response to that uh go ahead and roll that clip if you don't
1: mind researching this. Um, There isn't anything that we have top secret information uh, about what China or Russia have or what we have at Area 51 uh, that can do what these things do in terms of the variable performance. And I think specifically relevant to this video, uh, in the coming months and and years, an area which we will learn more about uh, is the interaction of U.S. Navy submarines, nuclear uh, ballistic missile submarines and attack submarines, um, picking up sonar contact of things moving um, at hundreds of knots under the water. Um, And so there is a undersea dimension to this uh, that the Navy has sort of pushed off to the side as the pilots uh, talk more about their experiences. So so there's a lot more to come out, I think, is is the best way to put it.
0: Hundreds of knots per hour under the water. Think about how fast that is. And that's here that's not a mile above us it's not in our atmosphere that's in our planet that's here that's living with us just in the ocean um these are not crackpots that we're talking about here these are people that are operating and dwelling on u.s navy submarines navy ballistic submarines and attack submarines that's how they were characterized um I I, I don't know, I I saw a tweet today, a bunch of my, uh, I got friends on both sides of the political spectrum, and I think a lot of my conservative friends are somewhat put off by the fact that we're getting a lot of this information now, and they think it's some sort of shell game, they think it's some sort of subterfuge, sleight of hand, they're very, very skeptical. I I don't understand why you would be skeptical, I would wouldn't to try to be open-minded, I try to be open-minded on most issues, I'm sure I don't always succeed, but I, I at least attempt it. Um... And I, said, I saw something today like, oh, so you're telling me that aliens have mastered technology where they can fly millions of light years away just to give us proctological exams? I'm like, No, no, no. I'm not talking about any of that. You, you, you could talk about abductions all you want, whether or not you believe these people, you think they're making up. I don't care. I don't care about that at all. What I care about is credible, trained, educated military people reporting back that they're seeing these things and having that conversation be largely ignored. And what I'm worried about now, and why I'm glad this story is coming to light because Fravor said this years ago that he saw this craft in the water. Nobody cared about the craft he saw in the water. All they cared about was a little tic-tac zipping around. I I think what most people that are looking at this objectively are saying is whatever it is, be it alien, be it what have you, be it uh, uh, robotic presence, I don't know what's interdimensional, I don't care. They have things under the water that they're meeting up with, things that are already on our planet that are here. Is it the abyss where you go down into the Marianas Trench and there is a giant city and they suck at Harrison or whatever the the, the uh, made Marian from Robin Hood Prince? These I don't know. Probably not, but I, I think that it goes back to what I've been saying since I've had a microphone, since I've been broadcasting: is why are we not exploring the oceans? Why are we putting so much money into superfluous? bullshit where if you want something unifying work with all these other countries and say hey we need it first of all i guarantee there's resources down there that could be mined and and fostered and and you could sit there and say if for nothing else it's it's a fact-finding mission to try to figure out if we can use more of what's already on this planet reserves that we didn't even know that we had Line your pockets. Everyone's motivated by that. And maybe just maybe maybe just maybe when we fucking get down there, you'll bump into whatever this is or you'll at least get more footage of it or more intelligence or more reconnaissance and maybe hopefully move that conversation forward. That's what I don't understand about all of this tours. We just got a video of a giant squid for the first time like four years ago, like four years ago. We've known giant squid exist. No one has ever seen one. We finally got one on video four years ago and it was a fucking dumb luck. I just I don't know what, what conversation like and I'm all for cancer research, uh, you know fixing things problems with humans, Alzheimer's, ALS, all these horrible things that plague us. But I think they could go hand in hand, and I still think you could look at a lot of what we're doing and a lot of what we're dumping just meaningless money into and say. Why don't we point it in this direction? Because clearly this is as big a part of the UFO conversation as what's going on in our skies, and yet it gets one-tenth of the conversation.
1: I think the crazy part is that that's a watered-down statement that he had to make because it was national television. Yep. That was people, um, 100 knots, you can't do that. You just can't. So Imagine it, how it,
0: disturbing that would be to see that go
1: flipping by. It's the, it's a it's completely different than the air, and everyone you know that's you know not going to have a big discussion about matter and molecules. I'd love to hear you have that discussion, but, the, but that is an insane number. But his whole statement—that's a news statement. What he really wanted to say is, shit's moving down there. Right. They are flying in the water. He, I guess he didn't. He had stuff that's classified, and he couldn't just get everybody riled up with what's actually happening
0: well the, the dump is still coming like everyone says that whatever's happened i think it's june 1st is when it's supposed to take place that this is going to be a part of that conversation this is going to be a large part of it but I'm, what i'm worried about Torres, people will be like well who cares like unless like a leviathan fucking crawls up on the jersey shore like it just seems like a lot of people put it out of their brains and my point would be th- this would be the greatest single it'd be better than fire It'd be better than electricity. It would be better than medical Whatever you think the greatest achievement we've had, being able to find out that we're not alone is better than that. The only thing that would trump that is finding out what happens when we die. That's the only thing that would trump that. If you knew definitively nothing happens or you knew definitively your energy is redispersed or you're reincarnated in another form, well, I don't give a fuck. But there's only two great mysteries left, and one of them is, are we alone? And the other one is, where do we go? And I think are we alone goes directly to where do we go, so I don't know. Some big questions, man. But it's nice to see. I mean, I think it was 1900 and 1966. Like we, the Wright brothers were able to fly, and then we're on the moon. Yeah, you know, it's just unbelievably quickly how quickly in one lifetime, one lifespan that took place. And I think we're kind of seeing that right now with some of this stuff, where it's happening rapidly. There's this information, and because we can disperse information so rapidly too, and you can take in the information without the media spin, because you could just find it in so many different other places.
1: Now, I don't know if there would be a, a com- I'd be interested. You know, if Elon Musk is doing his, his um, SpaceX stuff, going up into the, into the outer space. Uh, where wh- where's the private company that's going down into the seas? And I, but why isn't sure. he doing that? I would wonder. Yeah, I'm not sure what the incentive is though either to go down in the seas. It's less alluring than going into outer space. Just because- well, maybe
0: the money. Like if you are able to, if he's able to, 100 percent of the time launch and then land and then reuse rockets. Like you can sell that to other companies that want to put satellites above us. You know, I could understand if you want to monetize that, but. You got to feel like, Tor, you're going to find some fucking protein down there that you're going to be able to synthesize that can do X, Y, and Z. Like maybe it can replace cattle. I, I don't know. You know, everyone says, we'll find the cure for cancer. I mean, that's easier said than done. But clearly, there are creatures and flora and fauna that we're encountering at a rapid. Just no one's looking. You know, it's just something that we, well, there's something down here moving at 100 knots. Okay, great. But you got to understand there's a new mar- Shang-Chi's coming out, you know, and I'm way more concerned about that. And that's just the general public, but I don't know i think uh, the fact that there's more information going out there the mouth breathers are going to be able to digest and understand hopefully that leans on public officials to to, to you know engage in more of these conversations and hopefully in more research
1: so we will see you can always donate to the chad duke show using the donate tab on chaddukeshow.com you'll help us keep improving the product and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode we thank you for your support friendos Everyone, the 4th of July is coming up, and for a big day partying and baby girling in the heat, you're going to want to do your best to keep your whole body cool and clean. That's why our friends at Manscaped have launched the Lawnmower 4.0, designed for below-the-belt grooming. This 4th generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths. With sizes 1 through 4, the new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help the battery length last longer. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave, and it's waterproof. You can now shave your balls in the dark, the shower, or anywhere your heart desires. Fellas, it's time to pull the plug on weird trimmers and your wild bush. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use the code DUKES. That's D-U-K-E-S. Your balls will thank you with Manscaped. (coughs) The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the shop tab on ChadDukeshow.com for show t shirts and koozies.
0: I want to thank my buddy Sam Walker for having me on his radio show. Um, radio show on uh, 92 3 in the Outer Banks. Um, Tor, here's what you got to know. First of all, I love the Outer Bank. Secondly, I've always wanted to be on the radio down there. Uh, I don't think they pay all that much, which is the only thing. Um, and I think you got to live down there full time. But I've always been like angling to try to get a shift or try to do something. It's just fun being on down there. And that was their like kind of local talk morning show. And I love Sam and he's a good dude. But here's what you got to know about me, Tor I have been a part of burying, I think, three or four different radio formats on radio stations. So radio stations where I've been working have flipped formats, I think, four separate times in my career, um, including stations that I then continued to work at. There was uh, Baltimore flip formats, HFS flip formats, KZON flip formats, and then, of course, the Mighty WJFK flip formats. So there's four. Um I'm not proud of it. I don't like it. I remember the last episode of Big O and Dukes before we turned to 106.7 The Fan, there was uh, tears involved with it because I was like, I've listened to this radio station my whole life and I'm part of the crew that's burying it, which uh, was never where you want to be. And I, I fucking hate it. And I remember saying, I'm, I'm so sorry this happened on my watch. And at the time, I think it sounded a little narcissistic, but revisiting it, it, it really was a big moment because I, I just fucking so much of my identity was based around talk radio. Uh, that was no fun. And neither would the next 11 years be no fun, too, from what I, I didn't realize that moving forward. Um, the reason why I bring all that up is I went on with Sam and I thought we did a great interview. We talked some sports, talked some Redskins, talked some fucking uh, Capitals getting bounced out of the playoffs, talked about my shop, uh, and it was fun. It was cool being on the Outer Banks. I like being on with Sam. We've had him on the show before. Today, I get on Twitter and uh, at News Talk 92 3. Tweeted out, hey, OBX, it's the king all day on 92.3 with a silhouette of Elvis
1: Presley. Do you know the significance of that tour? I, I know he's a very big figure. And I, so, I is he? I guess they're going to classic rock. Or are they going to like 50s and 60s? Well, you're just you're moving ahead. Oh, pardon me. Do you know what um, stunting is? I know the like, is it
0: stunting has a term in my world? or Like stunting is a habit, put it in the air. Not that. Okay. Stunting and radio. I do not, know. So what happens when a radio station stunts is that they realize that even though the last radio station is going away and they don't think it did a good job, there's fans. There's people that enjoy it. So what stunting is, is they put on some insane fucking shit where you're trying to drive away all the listeners of the old radio station, give yourself a buffer, and then set up your new radio station. Okay, so when KZON one hundred one 101 one hundred one five, I think we were 1, hundred one five. I've spent so long in Phoenix. When they booted us, they did this bit called "Free Paris," and the reason was is that Paris Hilton had been locked up for some such shit. I don't even know what it was, but they fucking brought in this guy from Sacramento to do play Paris Hilton's single over and over and over again and stage a free Paris um, protest. Which, by the way, if you did that now, you probably would be run out of the business. Uh, and it was really unfunny and stupid because it was radio people. And the format they were going to launch was jams. They were going to be 1015 jams, and they were going to play party like a rock star 10 times a day, like everybody did in 2007. Um, terrible idea, awful move. Um, failed, of course, almost immediately, and say la vie. But that's stunting. They brought in this crazy fucking thing. Now, they went a little extra further. They, like, you know, had a live DJ and was doing a fake bit. Usually, what they do is they play disco music. Like they'll come on a radio station, and just gonna flip from being like a country station to being like a sports talker. They'll play a week of disco music, you know, just to blow everybody out, build up. Oh, what's happening? What's coming next? This was before every fucking internet periodical could pick up on all this news left and right. But the, but the practice is called stunting. So I go on Sam's show on Friday. I wake up on Monday. And the Twitter for the radio station I was just on says, it's all king all day 92.3. Now, I'm an Elvis fan. I love Elvis music. I listen to the Elvis uh, serious radio station every single day. But in 2021, you probably aren't going to hear too much Elvis on any other radio station in America, much less a news talk station that leaned right um, playing Elvis all day. So it's clear to me immediately, oh shit, not only is the station flipping formats, they're stunting. And then I I realized, oh shit, I was just part of another burial of a radio station mm. because I was Sam's last guest on his show on Friday. Mm. Now he doesn't, I he didn't tell me any of this. I've just deduced all this, right? This that's what's happened. But I also don't think he knows that I've been responsible for the death of so many radio stations personally. And now I know I'm not responsible for this, but. It's clear that's happen- that is what happened. that is what is happening right now. And if you go to, I, I retweeted it, if you go to their Twitter, you'll see this is stunting 101. Not the way Tor uh, raps about it in the ciphers, but actually the way it's used in an industry which you'll never succeed in.
1: Okay. Um, well, I like what we have going here. What? Ooh, I'm just thinking, okay, so that's stunting is purely radio, not podcast stuff.
0: You think we're stunting right now? No, 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 no,
1: no, I just don't want to. Oh, you think it. I'm going
0: to bury this? Look, I, I, I don't want to get stunted. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't like getting stunted any more than anybody else does, because usually it's me just sitting around there with a bunch of people that don't have jobs anymore, like hanging your head and kicking fucking pieces of paper down the hallway of the radio station. Sometimes they just lock the doors and don't let you back in. Uh, they didn't stunt for HFS. They just flipped the fucking switch and it became El Zol, uh, which worked out really well, by the way. It's really smart of them to do that. And then, of course, switching it to the news talk station. That worked out real well, too. Um, I don't know. It's a weird fucking business, and it's a carny business, and I swear to God, radio all the time to me feels like professional wrestling because they just feel like they do things differently in a world where this is not the way you make decisions. This isn't the way you act, Um, but it's the way they always did it. I just I feel like nobody goes by the book anymore, and radio still very much goes by the book when these things happen. Um, There's not even really a conversation to be had there. It was just... It's a it's an interesting to to have my experience and having this happen so many times that they go on a guy's show for the first time and they fucking flip the format the next goddamn business day You're like oh my god I'm the destroyer of worlds.
1: <laughs> so, w- I so the act of stunting for I mean. If it's ratings based, why are you trying to drive away all the previous listeners of that station?
0: Well, I think it's um, I think it's more of a hard reset. Like, you know, you're going to get the angry phone calls from the people that enjoyed. I I was there the day the junkies took over mornings on HFS. There was a morning show before them called Graham's World. Um, I barely remember it exists. I think the guy might be dead. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know anything about him. I just know that he was doing evenings, and then he started doing mornings. It was getting like a like a .1 share. It got no ratings at all. We flipped the format. I was interning at JFK. I go to intern at HFS, and I'm on the phones. So the junkies are having their very first show in mornings at HFS, and I'm on the phones, which is actually pretty cool. We got one call. One call from someone that said, where's Graham's World? Bring back Graham's World. And I was like, well, Graham's World's gone. It's going to be the junkies now. And that was it. I think what they want to try to do is they want to try to stem that off. Like if if there's like days of, of prep where people understand what you were coming here for is no longer here, they get less of that pushback. And I'm just speculating. I, I don't know exactly why they do it, but they always do it. But it's very rare. It's rare now to see it happening like organically and in real time. That's why it was kind of interesting that was happening there and that I had my little piece of the puzzle.
1: If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monks Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monks on Twitter and Instagram, at MonksBBQ. That's at MonksBBQ on Instagram and Twitter. All right,
0: Tor, we only have one shirt left to do. I think um, I think we should have the grudge match, grudge match between Alt-Joe and Ant-Man. We'll do the final shirt, yeah. and then it'll be time for the championship. Does that sound good? Perfect. Thank you so much to everybody that's tuned in to Sword Show 2 tonight, and everybody that donated the... Uh, donations and also cop the shirts appreciate you guys very much and of course alt joe ant-man and orgy beard are volunteers tonight i think next time they should all be
1: shirtless what do you think oh yeah i could get down with that all right very good
0: no, no, right now. Oh, oh shit my
1: god dude joe oh. is a showman hey man i don't think you have the hey, balls oh, oh my god
0: these guys are putting it all in. They're taking it all
1: the way to the oh, final fight. No, 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 no. Joe, my, no. take a point away. Uh, no. a point take away. a point away. You can't do that before it starts. He just hit
0: Ant-Man as he was taking his shirt off. <laughs> These are real weapons. Hey, man, he's in. He's vulnerable when he's taking his pants and shirt off.
1: Oh, my God. He's taking his pants oh, off. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, oh my God. Okay. No, no. We're Tor, Tor oh, yeah. explain what's going on here. Tor, explain what's going on here. They're both in their britches. Shirts coming off here boss. Oh okay. my god. They're both in their fucking their skivvies. Hey, we're on, Tour, they're in their skivvies. We're on
1: Facebook. Nothing Nothing comes off. Nothing else. Nothing else comes off. Nothing nothing else. Else comes I off. swear to god. What up, folks? <laughs> is, is that a catchphrase? You think your dad's watching? I hope so, because he'll
0: never be more disappointed. Oh, I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I think
0: quiet. the 13th time he bailed you out, he probably was more disappointed. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, Ant-Man
1: just knocked his pants over. He almost knocked the building on down. So in the east corner is Ant-Man, uh, in, in, the, in, in the gray drawers, and in the, in the west corner is, is Joe. They're
0: leaving it all on the floor. In, in the black drawers. And by leaving it all on the floor, I mean their pants and shirts.
1: Okay. All right, hold on. Right, you, you're, you're timing. Okay. You're timing. Okay. All right. Look at the ankle we're, socks on Joe. All right, look at the ankle socks on Joe. <laughs> we're gonna, look at Joe's cat. We're going to go at 20, all right? Or right? We'll go at 25, which is in five seconds, all right? Five, uh, Four, three, two, one, go. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fences, oh my They're god. They're swinging for oh the fences. Ant-Man's do-willing. Joe's oh picking my his stock. Oh, big shots from Joe. Joe, He's. Oh! oh he <laughs> the knocked the hat off. off. No. The hat's Joe's off. working. Oh. No. oh, oh. Joe's oh. deflated. Joe's oh. oh. Joe, Joe, pick on the Weevil. Joe! Level. Get the weevil. On the weevil. Get the Weevil. Hey. He's sitting hey. with the Weevil hollow. Oh my hey. god. Five seconds. Oh my four, god. Three, two. Joe's disarmed. Joe's disarmed. Off. It's over. It's over. No more swings. No late swing. It's over. Late swing. It's
0: over. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, this is the greatest video of all time. This is the greatest video of all time. Please, God. Are people still watching? Please tell yes. me at least ten people are in the room. Yes. If people are watching that, you're not gonna get any better entertainment ever. You know what? I got to give it up to both of them. I got to do it. Or claps, snaps. What are we doing? Snaps and claps. Holy shit, Tor just stood up. I don't care that much. Orgy just stood up. These two combatants. Oh, my God. Take everybody, Tor. Take everybody through what happened because there's so much happened there. I don't think I narrated it very well.
1: Well, you know, we were starting to preview. The next fights would be uh, shirtless on the next Sword Show short, sword show 3. Next Sword Show. Uh, Joe took his shirt off. Ant took his shirt off. Joe took his pants off. I think oh, Ant-Man took his pants off first. Oh, oh, Ant took his pants off then. I think it went shirt, That's then shirt, then pants, then pants. You're, you're right. You're right. So unbelievable. So they're just in their work shoes, uh, their socks, and then in their britches. Ant-Man has a hat. They just started dueling. Ant-Man dual wielding. Joe, single sword, two hand. It was bedlam from the start. It was violent. Uh, Ant-Man was going very hard quickly. Joe was picking his spots, hitting Ant-Man on the head. He got him in the head like four straight I- I times. I think Joe
0: was going for quality of shots over quantity because yes. Ant-Man was hitting him with rapid fire shots. Then Joe deflated his sword um, and then and resorted to picking up the Bozo Weeble Wobble and using it much like Little John fighting Robin Hood in the river.
1: Yes, it was, a, it was madness because Ant-Man didn't stop once. Ant-Man tacked on hit Holy after hit shit. after hit and even when Joe didn't have one of his only weapon. You know what? You got to fight till the ref tells you not to. Go- it was a fantastic fight. It was as good Best as I've, I've ever How seen. How are you
0: guys going to live up to that entertainment? fight of the year. Fight I, of the
1: year. You know what? I, I'm, I would almost be fine giving my belt to, to one of them. How are you going to pick fight. a winner? You got to pick a winner. Oh, boy. You see, it's impressive what Joe did because he lost a, a, a weapon. And was taking a beating, let's just say. And was taking a beating, found another weapon. Got hits with a weeble wobble full of sand. A weeble wobble Ant Man. Ant Man though, for 30 sic- seconds seconds of, of, of <laughs> It was rapid fire strikes from Ant-Man. He he, he went all out. By the so. way, you know
0: what 30 seconds are? The first 30 seconds Tor comes home to his parents' house. They're 30 seconds of him. God, cause he could he please move out. For 30 seconds they always say that, but then they're okay after that. It's alright, Tor, they've been staying
1: there for 30 years. That's right, you guys have that in common. You put on a good fight. I'm not going to charge after you. It's all good. Can you pick a winner? A winner? I mean, you could say a winner is you, meaning the viewer. It's really unfortunate what happened to Joe because he lost his way. I agree. Have you seen him? It just... Uh, hey! What? <laughs> I almost have to give the... I think I might give the victory to Ant-Man. What? Holy shit. He had to stri- Ant-Man? To strike after strike. Now, Joe had better quality hits, but Ant-Man didn't let up for 30 seconds, no matter what. Okay. I have to, I'll give that that nod, my nod to Ant-Man. I'm going to say it was, again, I hate to keep doing this. I feel like it was a complete
0: draw, and what fucking separates it, Joe is a dirty, filthy cheater. He hit Ant-Man before the fucking match began, just like he hit fucking Orgy Beard after the fucking match ended or whatever the hell it was, hit you after the match me. ended. You're a dirty cheater, Joe, and it sucks because you're a showman. You could be one of the best. Ant-Man's your winner. Oh, boy. So the loser's bracket. That's Joe went 0 for 2 in his fucking place. He, he could have gone. By the way, he could be in the finals right now if he could work within the rules of the sport.
1: <laughs> but he can't do it, Tor. It's just so un- he's got so much potential. Holy shit. we got to work it's that a, potential out. Really unfortunate to see that happen. Completely agree. Remember to follow the show on social media. At Chad Dukes on Twitter and Chad Dukes Show on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch.
0: Man, what a week of the Chad Dukes Show! Man, we just have more and more fun each and every week. And uh, hey, look, I get it—you got a million subscriptions to a million different things. Times can be tight. Gas is the fuck is gas now? I think I paid three eighty nine a gallon all the way in here. It's the absolute pits. You're saving for vacations. I get it, but I got to tell you, the show's the best one I've ever done, and you're not going to get any more content anywhere else, and if you compare it to some of the other Big On Dukes or Loaded or the Broadcast VIP, yeah. uh, even if you don't know what that is, there's just no comparison. So um, check it out, ChadDukesShow.com. Maybe you sign up for a month, see if you like it. We got the entire back catalog. When you sign up, you just get dozens and dozens and dozens of episodes talking movies, talking football, talking MMA, video games, uh, food. We talk booze. Nothing that ain't fun. We're not talking about anything. I don't think we've had... Have we had one serious conversation since we started the show tour? I guess about the UFO stuff is kind of serious, but other than that...
1: That was pretty serious. I think there were some... A couple discussions about masculinity okay that, that touched on the serious side but sure. it was still never that serious it was just talking
0: but not the way that i think the rest yeah. of the world is looking at masculinity right now <laughs> i think we probably have a little bit different uh, opinion on it so i think you'll dig it if you're tired of just the covid and the riding and the everyone hates each other stuff uh come on over man we're an island in the stream i just came up with that off the top of my head i think i'm gonna write a song maybe a duet uh check us out chad duke's show Dot com, But, of course, if you just want to keep listening to the free shows, uh, you can go over and hang out with me while I'm gaming. It's more content. It's Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. I'm on there probably four or five times a week. And uh, come on out on Saturday. I'll be at Commonwealth Dry Goods in Old Town Fairfax. If you'd like an ice-cold drink, cheer wine, we've got a bunch of delicious peanuts and jerky and snacks and all types of fun stuff. So come on out. Uh, Tor, you'll be working all weekend, I assume. Oh, you have a date, right? You have a date tomorrow night. Who's the lucky lady? is it a lady it is a lady okay. yes i just know that i'm not judging you Well, no gavel no white wig over here no black robes
1: still waiting on the confirmation
0: oh no <laughs> wait a minute i heard about this date way earlier in the week what, what happened
1: stuff happens oh no
0: you need me to, you need me to intervene no,
1: you want me to text no, no, her no, no. hey
0: listen young lady <laughs> I don't know who you're used to dealing with, but this is my executive producer who shit in between his legs earlier this week, and he taped it. and We played it on the show. That's who you're dealing with. Oh, I don't know
1: how much I would give it. Well, it's... Do you know how many snakes this man has beheaded? <laughs> now let's get it clear. I'm not beheading the snakes. I just removed them from where... He's they got, got a crit- stone you know.
0: well in his basement where he puts co-eds. You treat him with Respect. All right, well, you let me know if I need to... I don't mind picking up the phone, is all I'm saying. Okay,
1: well, maybe you could talk talk to the the folks and get them out of the crib.
0: Oh, no, so you want to drag her back to your parents' house? no, no, no,
1: no, her folks. It was hinging on them not being there.
0: So the date is just going to be at her
1: house? I just go over there.
0: That's not a date. That's you just going over there and trying to rub up against her. Like, fucking take her out to get something to eat, for God's sake. I can do that, too. Just take her to the Red Lobster.
1: I'll do that, as long as it's... You
0: definitely are going Dutch. You're not going to pay for it. I always pay for it. You need some place to go. No, Well, no wonder, dude, you keep eating a red lobster on all these dates. No wonder you have all these farts in you. You got to walk around the back of the car. That makes perfect sense. So you don't want to go in and pay like 38 bucks for dinner if you don't get to go back to her parents' house and rub up and down.
1: I don't want to meet mom and pop that I'm gonna that, that are going to remember me.
0: Does she live in the basement or does she live upstairs? Did, did anyone in your age group, have they, any of them moved out? Any of them at all? Most of them. It doesn't sound like it. Certainly not of the women you're dating. Jesus Christ, weren't you driving out of that gigantic ogre's house in Winchester? She's living with her parents, right?
1: Okay, well, that's that's a description that is ill-fitting of the, of the situation and the lady. Oh,
0: well, Yukon Cornelius pulled out all her teeth and knocked her off the side of that glacier. That was the most difficult part of dating that girl. Anyway.
1: I know you didn't just pull out Yukon Cornelius. I know you didn't just grab down in your sack of references and pull out Yukon Cornelius.
0: Just because you're dating the Bumble doesn't mean you should be ashamed in any way, shape, or form.
1: I, you know what? The Bumble is maybe my favorite cartoon character of all time. But You got good taste. the best. That is
0: literally the first thing that's come out of your mouth that's made any sense since we've been doing the show.
1: It's the only, it's probably, it's my
0: one-seat Christmas movie is the original Rudolph. It's t- tremendous. But by the way, Bumble, still a little scary. Yeah. Whenever the Bumble shows up and he's like looking over the ridge, I still get a little freaked out. What is this? You know, I have a Bumble statue in my house in my Christmas corner. Oh, really? you have never been there to see it. Maybe one day you will. Maybe I'll leave so you can have you can rub you can dry hump your girlfriend over in my basement. That'd be great. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll talk about an hourly rate. Okay. Oh! Thank you so much for checking out the chat show. Appreciate you guys. Pass it costs money. Did you cancel HBO Max yet? I found the value in it. So yeah, it yeah. Not- you know what the value is? A shitload of content. Just like our show. Goddamn it! Stop telling people to not sign up for some premium subscriptions. Thank you for listening to this week. There's tons of content on com. if you want to subscribe. Go ahead and take the plunge. Uh, There's tons of testimonials from listeners who are enjoying it, and we appreciate them very much. Brand new episode Monday at 2 p.m. And if the good Lord is willing and the creeks
1: don't rise, we'll meet you there. Then roll out the trash cans.